Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome to Growing in Grace. Hi there, I'm Joel Berizaki, along with my friend Mike Kapler. We get together every week here on Grace Walk Radio. Just like to share with each other have a nice casual conversation and if you're able to listen in um, we just appreciate you being here with us we'd like to talk about God's grace about his love about his mercy and about how how good he is to us I mean we can never get enough of this cap well you're absolutely right about that and we're going to be talking uh, more about it here over the next 15 minutes Joel uh, the goodness of God uh, what he thinks of you and, you know, because I, I spent a lot of my Christian life wondering what God was thinking of me. <laughs> it's not that I thought about it all the time, but in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm, as, I, as I lived my life, I'm, I'm constantly wondering, am, am, I, am I approved of? Am I, am, I, am I doing this Christian life thing good enough for God to be pleased with me? And, you know, so much of my life, I, I didn't really know for sure. I just, I tried and tried, and, and I knew sometimes I got frustrated because I wasn't living up to even my own standards. And therefore, I, I think, at least in the back of my mind, I knew I wasn't living up to God's. At least that's that's the mindset that I had. Well, Cap, that want for approval, that desire to have others approve of us is something that's common to everybody. I mean, whether they'll admit it or not. I mean, even people who think they have it all together... Uh, a lot of it, a lot of their thinking highly of themselves has to do with them thinking that other people think highly of them. And then there's people who don't think very highly of them, of themselves. And a lot of that has to do with what they think other people think of them. And when we carry this into our relationship with God, always wondering what God thinks of us, it really, the whole Christian life, our life here on earth is going to depend upon whether we think God sees us in a good way or in a bad way. And I was even, I was listening to um, uh, Dr. Laura the other day, and, it, uh, you know, I don't listen a lot, but every once in a while if I'm on my way home, I'm flipping through the channels. and Oh, sure, sure, Joel. You listen all the time, <laughs> I'm sure. But the the sad thing here was the caller. I felt so bad for this caller because... She um, was calling to find out whether it was morally right for her to have a baby because she has bipolar disorder and there's a long line of it in her family. And she wondered if, you know, the, you know, the chances were that, you know, she would pass this on to the baby. But her problem was, she said, someone in her church or the, the elders in her church had prophesied that she would have a baby if she would live righteously, if she would live a life that pleased God, then the Lord would bless her with a baby. So her whole view, and you could just hear it in her voice, her whole view of what would happen in her life was dependent upon this feeling that if she didn't do what was right, God wouldn't bless her in the right way. And she thought even, you could just sense that she thought that if the baby was born and had bipolar disorder like her, and it would be a, a curse rather than a blessing. Her whole view was based upon this negative view of God. Mm. And, you know, that's really a prison. And, by the way, it's a prison that God came to set you free from uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. I'm looking at First John chapter 4, verse 9, Joel. It says, 
And I know I'm, I'm picking up in the middle of a passage, but where can't you pick up in the middle of a passage when you're reading the Scripture? It seems like there's always something before and after the point you want to try to make. But in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has uh, sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. It's, it's, it's easy to understand, I think, that you know, when Jesus came out of the water after being baptized and he was about to start his public ministry, you know, and, and the voice of God um, was heard by how many people, I don't know for sure, but there was a voice that came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And, uh, of course, we can we can easily relate to the fact that God loved Jesus. I mean, after all, it was Jesus, right, the Son of God. But God loves us just as much. I mean, when you stop and think about it, you know, people don't have as much trouble um, coming to grips with the reality that God loves Jesus. But think about this for a second. God loved Jesus, yes, but he loved you so much that he sent the one whom he loved to die in our place. And that is, that's just some powerful stuff, and, and it's something that we, I think we take for granted we, we take for granted in Christianity. I, I remember growing up and in church, you know, certain certain words were read every week, and, and it just kind of it, it's not that it gets old. It's just it just doesn't mean as much to you uh, when when it's just said week after week after week, and, and you don't really focus on on the meaning of it. There's words, and then there's meanings behind words, like God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, you, you can I I just recited that without any meaning, but when you grab on to what it means, God loved the world so much that He sent Jesus. Uh, then we get that gra- you know, hopefully just even a glimpse of of what it really means that God loved us so much that He would do this for us. It's not like God was just casually, you know sending his son Jesus and you know maybe they'll maybe the world will get something out of this maybe they won't but I love the world so much I'm going to do this for them recently Joel I, I saw this uh, incredible statement and I'll probably have to read it twice because I want to make sure people get it I, I, I still look at it over and over again and I think wow and it's, it's not even a verse of scripture um, but the, the quote is this it says the person who will influence your life the most is not the person you believe in it's the person who believes in you. And I'll, I'll repeat that once again. The person who will influence your life the most is not the person you believe in. It's the person who believes in you. And we can apply that. Now, you can apply that to a lot of different areas of your life probably. But uh, let's, let's take it and apply it to us and God for a second. Um, God approves of you. First of all, I mean, that's important for us to understand, that you have been approved. He might not always approve of everything you do, but that's not the point that we're trying to make here. Aside from what you do, you have been approved. God believes in you. I know we talk a lot about our belief in Him, but let's focus uh, on this program here today on how much God believes in you, because He really does. Okay, Ephesians Ephesians 1, 6 uh Another one of these verses, you know, to the praise and glory of, of His grace by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. This is, a, this is a verse that tells how God views us in the lines of what you're talking about, that we are accepted in His eyes 
in the Beloved. Now, who is the Beloved? It's Jesus Christ, of course. God has made us accept that He accepts us. When He looks at us, He He doesn't try to force Himself to accept us. He doesn't try to force Himself to love us. He loves us. He is love, and He loves us, and He accepts us because He loves us. Because just because, and it's something we can't get enough of. Just knowing that we're accepted by Him, like you say, Cap. If if everyone would grasp on to this, instead of focusing on how much we need to love God or how much we need to accept uh, the gospel, how God views us, how His acceptance of us has has given us redemption and, and the forgiveness of sins, uh, the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us, it, these are just these are things that we need to really dwell upon and and, uh, and think about and renew our minds in daily. Renewing our minds. Yeah, I think that's something we'll have to maybe touch on again here before our program is done. Um, Joel, you know, uh, what you were talking about with that, that lady on the radio talking to the, to, uh, Dr. Laura, uh, having that mindset of having, uh, trying, having to try to live a certain way, a certain standard of righteousness before she could receive blessings from God. You know, I, I think I spent much of my Christian life not really understanding what love is. I mean, real love. Uh, yeah, I knew all the verses. I'd been saved since I was young. Um, I could recite what you just recited real quick too, Joel, and, and probably not have it mean anything to me. I mean, it was just, you know, I'm not saying that I understand love completely right now, but I have a much better understanding of it having come into grace teaching and, and getting a better understanding of what the gospel really is. Some of us, probably like this lady that you were talking about, some of us think that God does love us, but... but. Yeah, you know, he doesn't really have a lot of value for us unless we do things right. If we do everything right, then we think that that will be the source to receive his approval. Um, but God approves you apart from anything that you will do. It's, 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 it's a natural thing to reason that way. Um, conditional love. We're still trying to really, I think, understand what unconditional love is. It, we, we've been so trained to reason things out in a, in a natural sense that, well, if I do this, then God will love me more, and I'll be more approved. And uh, that's just not what the Bible teaches. Uh, Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait until we performed well enough. He didn't wait until we did everything right. He loved us uh, even while we were still lost in sin. Even at our worst time, um, God had value for us. You know, He 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 approves of us because of Christ. Yes, and and it's it's true, Cap. What what you were talking about with um, when people add the but God loves you, but and you can you can you know to to grow in this uh, to grow in in your knowledge and in your grasp of God's love for you. If you're listening to a message or if you're reading the Bible or if, if for some reason you're learning something about God's love and then somebody attaches a but to it, B-U-T, God loves you but, then you know that you're not getting the message of God's love. It's God loves you, period. If, if you don't hear the message, God loves you with nothing attached to it, then you're not getting the full message of God's love. Now, you might hear a message that, you know, talks about God loves you, so he 
did this, so he did that. You might hear a message or read something of the Bible about what God did because of his love for us, but you're never going to find a message of truth, of the, of the true love that God has for us by attaching a but to it or by saying, if you do this, then God will love you. That's just not the way love works. That's not the way God is. God is love. It's impossible for him to not love us. And because he's placed us in Jesus Christ, and he's placed Christ Jesus in us, it's impossible for us, for him to not accept us. Well, Joel, we have about a minute left. Um, the bottom line here, friend, if you're listening today and you've been struggling with God's approval for you, just it's something to keep in mind, you see, because God's wrath was taken out upon Jesus on the cross. He's no longer angry with you anymore. His wrath was satisfied, and now he has approval for you just based on his value for you, all right? Not based on your performance, but just because he placed value on you. Jesus was rejected so that you and I could be accepted. And once we begin to understand that, um, it will change our entire way we look at everything, from, from the gospel to other things in life. All right, Cap, that's so good. Just to end with a quick verse, sticking where we're at in in First John 4, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loves us. Well, I'm Joel Brzezinski. Thanks for joining us this week on Growing in Grace. We'll be back again with you next week for more talking about this wonderful life of growing in God's grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.